Oh, right. The spooky edition. So we're recording this Sunday night. We don't. No, we recorded it on Halloween. No. What if something major happens in between now and when it comes out? Dude, we overlook like a zillion major things that happen a week, probably. Yeah, but I just want to. You're right. You know. Make sure. Welcome. (laughs) To the spooky edition of Outrage Factory. Yeah. We're your terrifying hosts, <laughs> Derek Bolin and Dale DeRuder. That's we need work. Anyways, hi. We're releasing this you episode. You're saying it's on not Halloween. spooky enough? I don't know. It was, it was spooky enough. start over? Make it more spooky? Yeah. Nah. No, that would be extra work. That was that was adequately. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a low energy spooky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, it's another late night outrage factory, but uh, this time we're not on energy drinks. One because it's past 7 p.m. and I have to wake up early to go for work and that's already enough hell. I don't have to drink an energy drink and then stay up all night and then try to wake up. And two, Derek read an article that scared him about energy drinks. I think, you know, I've been like, it's like smoking. I don't think anyone who drinks energy drinks assumes that they're healthy for them at all. Well, they have so much vitamin B12 in them. Yeah. Which, who doesn't need more of that? Whatever it does. Yeah, it like, it like makes you happy and like what feel good. I think that's why energy drinks make you feel good. It's like do. when people go get an, a B, B12 shot and they feel better. Vitamin B12 is a nutrient that helps keep the body's nerve and blood cells healthy and helps make DNA genetic material in all cells. Yeah, Who so couldn't an, use more genetic material? An energy drink has like 600% of your daily intake of vitamin B12. So... Maybe you're just getting 600% of your DNA replicated. Maybe that's why I look so young. But uh, yeah, no. Energy drinks have never been good for you, and no one has ever thought they were good for you. I finally read an article, so I was always like, okay, it'll just like give you a massive heart attack, or like, particularly yeah. if you combine it with alcohol. But somebody scared some, uh, shared some scaremongering uh, energy drink shit on Facebook that I saw, and it was basically like, after you drink an energy drink, you have to drink like seven gallons of water to basically flush it from your body. And uh, it also like puts your uh, your uh, pituitary gland. I think it was adrenal gland. Now that adrenal. Okay. Uh, now adrenal? that I think about adrenal? it. Adrenal? Adrenaline? Adrenaline? Adrenal gland, adrenaline. Nailed it. Um It puts it into overdrive, like, making sure that you don't get, like, super shaky and basically just, which, I mean, we are on energy drinks anyways. And then the other thing was that uh, your pancreas is basically, like, working overtime to, like, flush the shit from your body. And I was just like, it was was not that so much because I clearly do not care about my body that much. It was, like, seven gallons of water. I was like, fuck, I'm never going to drink. It would take me a month to drink that much water. Yeah, like... I mean, you could always use a stronger pancreas. It's like basically just giving your pancreas a workout. But yeah, I totally get it. Like we're, I'm over 40. You're just under 40. We should probably stop drinking uh, drinks aimed at what? Teenagers? Or people who are consuming too much. It's basically yeah. like legalized cocaine, essentially. Yeah, pretty much the way it, uh, it reacts in your body. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. You know who's going to fucking love all this talk? Andrea. So it's a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast because she's always like, 
Whenever she sees me with an energy drink, she's like, you shouldn't be drinking that. I've heard Those it. Those are so bad I've been for there. you. She says it to me. I'm not even fucking dating her. Yeah. And then she's like, there's a guy who had kidney failure from energy drinks. And then I was like, what the fuck? A guy like fucked up his kidneys from drinking energy drinks. So I looked into it and he drank uh, four a day for 10 years. And then his kidneys finally gave out, which I mean, if you're drinking four a day, your kidneys should kick out way. Before yeah, I'd 10 say years. 10 years is that's that's good. Yeah, he should be very proud of himself. Like even if you're if drinking still like alive that much and especially if they're the sugar ones then if you're having that much sugar it'll probably kill your kidneys anyway like well that was the other thing it like totally fucks up your um body's ability to react to insulin so when you inevitably give yourself diabetes from all uh the energy drinks you've been consuming you basically are also insulin immune so you'll just die huh fucked up yeah so I guess you could add that to the – are they going to have to start writing this on the side of the can? Like you know how that like 12-year-old girl killed herself by drinking too much? I guess she didn't kill herself on purpose. But she died from drinking energy drinks. So now they have to put on each can not for anyone under the age of 12 and max dosage one energy drink per day because I guess people's hearts were exploding. And like Derek alluded to – which is specifically a problem for Red Bulls, was people were mixing them with vodka. And then what, were they having heart attacks or strokes? Yeah, there was a guy uh, in Vernon recently, I think. Really? Within the past past year or two, who basically was doing uh, Jagger bombs at the bar and just fucking kicked it as a result of that. Yeah, um, but... Like, probably wasn't overall healthy, but yeah, still. But how many Jagger bombs did he do? Do you remember? Oh, I don't know. Was it like 30? Like Ten-year-olds are drinking energy drinks. Yeah, man. Hold up. Oh, because they have those ener- they have those new uh, monster uh, bottles that come in a plastic can, so they look like or not plastic can, plastic bottles. Bottles that come in a can. You heard so, it here first. So they look like a regular pop. So I imagine people are grabbing those off the shelves because they're unattentive parents and shouldn't have kids in the first place, and then just feeding it to their kids and having adverse effects i don't know how much if those are on the same level of energy as an actual energy drink results reveal an attempt to look masculine is a key driver behind energy drink use in young boys uh hey young boys if you're listening to this podcast first of all congratulations on picking two great male role models second (laughs) of all energy drinks do not make you look masculine once you hit like the age of well, probably 16 or 17. Yeah. They're basically viewed as uh, exclusively the domain of basement dwellers who own a gaming chair and live with their parents. Uh, so and if you, it will not make you look masculine. If you own a gaming chair and live with your parents, there's nothing wrong with that. Some of my <laughs> best memories have been spent hermited inside playing video games away from the outside world and the touch of other humans. True. And if you're going to do that, Uh, there's no better way to do it than with a frosty can of monster at your side. Yeah. Chad. (laughs) Um, Wink. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. The the ironic thing was these little kids are drinking them to look masculine. And then when you get to our age, 
women just give you shit for drinking them like my girlfriend yeah. because they know how bad they or are. Or give you shit for being masculine or give you shit for anything, really. Yeah, they're like, Dale, don't leave the house looking that masculine. You'll yeah. get too much attention. Yeah, could females. you trim some of your chest hair? I find yeah. it repulsive when <laughs> it gets in my mouth. Could you please stop looking so attractive? Which, fun fact, I've recently started, uh, mat- for the first time since uh, that awful <laughs> experience. The waxing The incident? waxing incident when I was in high school. Well, the one and hey, only time I wax my chest. You might call that a disaster or a bad experience, but from where I'm standing, it was an okay experience. Dale was the guy waxing me for starters, <laughs> uh, and it was just it was fucking off. We got drunk playing uh, golf, pitch and putt. Oh, was it that night? Yeah, and then we went back oh, to our and friend Paul Paul's house. Mouth kissed us, right? Oh yeah, Dale, come on, you're veering off the main story okay, here. But which the is- weird thing is. <laughs> When he mouth kissed us, he had his like, he was like smiling and giggling at the same time. So it was just like he, he like when you weren't paying attention, he just smashed his teeth against my teeth, and it was like it was like being in grade nine all over again. Pretty sure I was on a path to gayness up until that point. And then I was like, oh, this is what kissing a dude is like. Never mind. Yeah, like I have one thing to say. Anybody who's like never kissed a dude and they're like, am I gay? Kiss a dude. <laughs> Because if you're not gay, it'll 100% convince you that you're not gay. Because if you don't like it... Unless you're kissing a gay dude. Yeah, but still, there's just... Okay, I know we're going to get into gender later, but the difference between a cis man mouth and a cis female mouth is quite extreme. Oh, eons. I don't even know how straight women exist Kate, if you're listening to this, please cover your ears. Yeah. Uh, or just like skip ahead five minutes. But like straight dudes are just not good at anything. And kissing them like their mouths are like five degrees hotter. Yeah. Like it's just like. And it's, it's like stubbly. And, and, and it's, it's like it's like their tongue is like gushier. So it's like disgusting. I mean, I will say I myself am a fantastic kisser. No. You're at... Wow, Dale. Fucking rude, buddy. I was going to compliment you. Oh. (laughs) Like, I don't remember being as horrified on the scale of kissing dudes. Like, kissing you. Wait, 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 wait. It wasn't you who I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice back It was our mutual friend... Should I say his name? Wait. Well, I don't... he's a bad... Does he listen to the podcast? I think he does, but... Okay, then no. I'm starting to realize... You've kissed... We've kissed a lot of our male friends. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, who are you going to... Who are you going to say? Matt McLaren. Terrible oh. kisser. It's so wet. It's too yeah, wet. Yeah, I know he was. Well, okay, so the funny thing about Matt, <laughs> and I don't know if I can disclose this on a podcast that Probably he may not. or may not listen to, but he actually had a thing as a child where he had like overactive salivary glands. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, it's like hyperhidrosis, but for your mouth. Uh, so he's just always kind of been a very drooly dude. I don't know. That would, ex- that would explain it. I'm going to counteract that by saying he's also a fantastic realtor. So if you're looking to sell a home <laughs> in the Vernon, B.C. area, give Matt McLaren a call oh today. Oh <laughs> hey, remember when we had that podcast we did for fun that just <laughs> ruined our friends' Every lives? Friend Only the dudes who we had mouth kissed, which turns out was all of them. Yeah. It's a good thing that Fuck. Paul severed all ties with us and we don't Smartly. know where he is or what he's doing. He's because, Oh, is he? I yeah, thought he, he went to the island. No, he's back at Seminar. He lives, I actually think he lives uh, in the same house he did, he grew up in. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Could you imagine Or in being, the guest house on the property or something. 
could you imagine growing up in the house? You were a little kid, and it would be like it would be nothing but sense memory flashbacks. No, I, I grew up in a trailer, so I would be like, "Well, <laughs> what the fuck happened to bring me back here?" Well, I guess that's different because you grew up in Medicine Hat, yeah. Then a house in Salmon, then a house in Salmon, then your parents, then my split, parents split up, and your mom lived in a trailer, and your dad lived in a house in. Uh, he lived in like a party dude condo at first, yeah, uh, and then he. Uh, moved to uh, various houses in Tappan. Uh, Tappan, BC, which is a very like rural, rural for salmon arm. Um, and then he's been in like the same place for the past twenty years. Yeah, so it'd be like you can't really identify with this because you had too many places. But if you lived in one place for your whole childhood, like I kind of did, like I grew up in. Oh, a I place, guess the f- the farm. Right? Yeah, from grade two till when I left. And I could never fucking live in that house. It would be like, it would just be like remembering that time your brother like fucking pushed you down the stairs or you like tripped and hit your knee on something. It would just be like all these bad, well, I guess there'd be good memories too. Nah, it depends on your childhood, I guess. But yeah. I mean, most, do most people, uh, if we have any healthy, well-adjusted listeners, send us a tweet to let us know if you came out. Actually, I'm just going to fucking do a Twitter poll right now. Actually, I would say that if you're healthy and well-adjusted, the appeal of our show is uh, dwindling. N- very, like, nil. Like, I would, I not, think, there is no appeal. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, like, Dale's interpretation of science right now. But I feel like human beings remember the bad things more than the good things because it helps you, um, what's that word? Uh, it helps you prepare for future threats. Like if you're say like you're a caveman and you have a good swim in the watering hole, that's one memory. But then if you get super scared by a black leopard who almost kills you, you're probably going to remember that more so that your brain figures out a way to defend you in the future from that black leopard. So are you using jungle book analogies for your child? No, I'm using cavemen in that. Okay. I mean, whatever color leopards were <laughs> or whatever big cats or saber, saber tooth tiger. Okay. Saber tooth tiger. So I feel like some of that DNA still left. So if isn't a black leopard, just a Panther, a black Panther. Yeah. Wait, black leopard, man. I'm, it is. Wait, I'm Googling all over the place tonight. Yeah, because there's leopards and cheetahs, which aren't the same things, right? Black panthers in Asia and Africa are leopards, and those in the Americas are jaguars. Oh! They're all the same animal. Holy shit. Anyways, the, okay, backtrack. Now that Derek's going all like OCD and nitpicky on this. Sorry. If the large cat Save from- two, tiger. Whatever area caveman. you happen to be a caveman in, caveman which most likely was the south of France, because that's where <laughs> most cave people lived, and you can still go find those caves. Side note, did you know that in the south of France, there were cave hyenas? Is this side note going to take us on like another 20-minute tangent? Is this Hopefully. Be- <laughs> no, I was just going to say that I feel like in the same way that trying to remember – remembering – Against the whichever large cat attacked you in cave hyena, Christ, in the area that you grew up in, would be the same reason why if you were in your house you would have more negative sensory flashbacks than positive because 
the negative things that happened to you in your childhood would have imprinted deeper as a way to save you in the future. So if I move to my house and I'm fucking around and then I just I'll just remember all the bad things that happened there more often than I remember the good things. Yeah, I even know like people who can't even go back to the childhood like the town they grew up in because it just like triggers oh yeah like so many repressed memories or they just had like a generally shitty experience growing up so they return to like the scene of the crime not saying there were actual crimes committed but yeah. even you know depending on how traumatic your childhood was and it will just like immediately spike their anxiety and they have a totally fucking awful time there which i kind of feel uh, I wish I had more of that because then I could be like, sorry, never going to Salmon Arm again. <laughs> Can't go yeah, back. That would be this. Well, I never, I never really have a reason to go to Enderby since my mom moved away. Like my little brother lives in Greenrod. Do you like how fucking Okanagan and Shushwap geographically heavy this episode is? It's great. It's given, like, given some of the people are our, our local flavor <laughs> childhood local upbringing. Flavor! What yeah. were we talking about? Kissing dudes? Yeah, we were talking. Oh, we were talking about energy drinks. Right. And how little kids drink them to be masculine. Right. And then we started talking about kissing dudes. Anyway, spooky facts. Straight dudes are not good at kissing. Energy drinks are bad for you. Salmon arm is meh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I put a Twitter poll up to see whether people were generally uh, left their childhood with uh, positive or negative memories. Uh... Oh, we got five votes. Wow, that was fast. 60-40 uh, split. Uh, three of our five respondents have positive memories. Two have traumatic memories. I'm curious to see where this stands up, and I will update you at the end of the episode. That's good. You want to jump into seeing as how this is our spooky Halloween episode? Spooky. <laughs> Do you think those people who just walked by and went to the elevator were, like, walking by, and they're like, oh, nice, they're recording a podcast in there, or they're like... Are those guys talking about kissing dudes? <laughs> <laughs> is this a kissing dudes podcast? Yeah. I mean, if... We should start a spinoff where we just review... Kissing dude factory? We like, yeah, dude, dude kissing factory where we basically write Yelp reviews of all the dudes we've ever kissed. Yeah. So basically, we'll shame all of our friends because they were terrible at kissing when they were teenagers. I mean, to be fair... To be fair... Oh, we were talking about waxing my chest. That's how. That was the missing step there. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. To be fair. Wait. How, how about we just call this Jumbled Factory? Because <laughs> I feel like the audience wants to circle back. Oh, yeah. And I, talk more about you. We got drunk. Getting My chest, chest was waxed. waxed. Yeah. By Dale and Paul, both of whom were also drunk. So basically what we had to do was Paul's girlfriend had a waxing kit or we had to go buy I can't remember. I think we bought one. We probably had to buy more than one because no offense, Derek, you got a lot of chest. I am not a I was gonna say bald man. I am a literal bald man. But the testosterone that caused me to go bald on my head also gave me a huge dick. And in addition (laughs) to that, also gave me hair all over my body. Ladies. Which is ironic. And you see this in bald dudes all the time. You got to check out this dude's fucking chest pubes. I mean, okay, so that They're was what... They're so curly and they thick. They were. Check yeah. this out. Oh, you're wearing like a sweater. Oh, did you did you trim it? Like so, with a trimmer? So for the longest time, I was like, the only way to remove 
hair from a man's body yeah. is to wax it. Yeah. And remembering what I went through when you waxed my hair. Yeah. And I had like just a fucking nightmare chest of ingrowing hairs for an entire summer when I was 17 years old and yeah, trying to woo women. We knew about the waxing part. We didn't know about the exfoliating. Yeah, part. we did not know what to do after. The, and also we were you. super fucking drunk. We should have got you like a sugar rub or a mask or something treatment for your chest hair. So anyways, you thought that you... So I was just like, it's wax or nothing. Like, I need to have, like, this, like, chest fro, Mm -hmm. or I need to wax it. Yeah. And turns out, I've had hair clippers in my possession my entire life that I used to shave my head. Yeah. And also other areas. Your butthole. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. (laughs) Who wants a hairy butthole? (laughs) Uh, And I was just like, oh, yeah, it's got, like, adjustable settings. So I just, like, I trimmed... Just trimmed the entire chest Uh, because I go to the gym. Yeah. Frequent-ish. Yeah. um, And you cannot see any muscle definition under the the layer of fur that's there. You got the Burt Reynolds problem where he was fucking ripped in the 70s and 80s. No one could tell. Because he played football. But nobody knew except for Lonnie Anderson who was – Getting massa- getting her fingers underneath that chest hair. Yeah. So now everyone knows. Yeah. Because I trimmed it. And like, you know, I'm not a muscular man, but you can mm-hmm. at least see some muscle. Like there's almost like a pectoral muscle. See, I'm okay with this. I'm not going to make fun of you for trying to show off your muscles. Thank because you, if you're going to go to the gym, the only reason is to get muscles so other people could see your muscles. Yeah. And want to have sex with you. What? You go to the gym? Well, that's... Uh, Wait, does Kate still listen to this? Yeah, Kate still okay. will absolutely listen so to you. I don't need reason, anyone to want to have so, sex with me other than well, Kate. Well, I was just going to say, so Kate will want to have sex with you. Yeah, which she did when I had the fur. So now... She extra... Oh, wait, have you... has See, this is a weird thing about women, too. Like, I didn't know that some women, if you have furry chest hair when you're bedonking... And knocking boots, and then you shave your chest hair. I don't know. I just didn't want to say fucking. You can say fucking. I know. Less offensive to me than knocking boots. I didn't want to cheapen it. So, anyways, (laughs) like, well, my main point is this: you and Kate, you and Kate started fucking. Whoa! (laughs) If you're talking about (laughs) me and Kate specifically, (laughs) okay. If you're talking about me and Kate specifically, it is. Making love. Okay. And we haven't done that yet. When you and Kate... If we were to... When you and Kate were... If... Closed mouth kissing on the lips, like good Christians... In the dark. With your shirts off. Under, or I mean, with a, you under had your shirt off. Under a framed photo of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And you had your full fucking chef, chest muff out. Yeah. Has she closed mouth kissed you with no chest muff? Uh, Yeah. Well, is okay, she, so... Is she a fan of the conversion? So the first time I went up... Oh, no, I shaved... Ow! <laughs> I did it... I just gave him a little tug. I did listeners. it for the first time before I went to her let me, friend... Let me feel it. Okay. Oh, that's soft. It's not bad. Like, yeah. I thought it would be, like, way more stubbly. It's and then, a lot less scratchy than the full... Oh, look, you got little abs! So I'd done... So I'd done this half. Yeah. And then this time I was doing it again because it needed a redo. And I just did the whole chest. And, yeah, you can see... Like, I do have... Holy shit, ladies! Derek has abs! 
Ladies! He's off the table now, so he wasted 39 years of singledom, not, well, not being single, but he wasted 39 years not having abs, and now that he has a girlfriend, he has abs. Kate, I hope you appreciate the abs. Yeah, yeah. take a look. Take a look. I'm take impressed. a look at it. I'm impressed. That's why. You couldn't tell before. Yeah. It was just like a blob of fur and skin. Okay. Addendum to the making people want to fuck you. Making making your friends jealous is also a good reason to go to the gym. Yeah, that's probably the best reason, actually. I would rank that above any sexual intercourse with any women ever. If people, particularly my friends, Mm -hmm. envy me, Mm -hmm. that's like, that's top tier Mm -hmm. reason to go to the gym. Yeah. Uh, being physically attractive to members of the opposite sex, sub that. Yeah, I mean, it's useful, but you already, like, you basically have to just have a baseline of attractiveness to keep Kate around. Yes. Just like I have to keep Andrea around. So I don't have to, like, go out of my way and, like, get abs and shit like you did. But. Yeah. Well, she liked you. Yeah. I mean, same with Kate. Kate yeah. liked me, surprisingly. So I mean, I wish it was as easy as just shaving my belly and there were abs under there, but I don't even have enough Give chest hair to Give it a shot. hide. Shave it. Maybe some show up. There's no... There's just no, shave it anyway. There's no hair there. Let me wax you. Let's see what's <laughs> up. It would be like... I'll finally get my revenge. It'd be like one strip down the middle in my like 12-year-old patch of chest hair that's just like a little diamond shape in the middle. That I've grown since I was 35. That so yeah, Dutch blood. I had no chest hair. I turned 35, and then I guess I got, like, Dutch second puberty? That, that's Dutch first puberty. Because... 20, 35. I started growing a little bit of chest hair. That's when Dutch people go through puberty. And I've got little patches. It's the joke. <laughs> little patches. That's racist, Derek. <laughs> I got little patches of back hair. Still, oh shit! Still can't grow a beard. I mean, you you got some you got some stubbles there. Yeah, I'm 40 and I've got like 22 year old level stubble. So like, <laughs> you look like Sidney Crosby when he tries to grow a beard. <laughs> Except for I don't have like those big luscious Frenchman lips that are always just pink. like thin little Dutch lips. They're so his lips are so pink and shot. You know what? I bet Sidney Crosby would be a good man on man kisser. Sydney what do you think of that? Crosby. We should... Hey, Sidney Crosby, if you're, for whatever reason, listening to this podcast... And Next you time you play, for, you play the Canucks, let me and Derek kiss you on the mouth, and we'll tell you if you're better or worse than our male friends from teenagehood who were terrible at it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say uh, every teenage boy is fucking awful at kissing because no one's had any time to figure it out or gives a shit. Like, when was, you're a teenage boy and you're kissing... Yeah. All you care about is, holy fuck, there is another mouth on my mouth. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I don't even have to be good at this. Yeah, you don't even think about getting good because you're like, all I have to do is kiss a girl, then we're in love, and then you don't uh, think, and it's just like a I hope she doesn't happens. get pregnant from this. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you're like in your late 20s, you're like, wait, I'm supposed to be good at kissing? Yeah. So not only do I have to like somehow convince a woman that it's in her best interest to kiss me, I also have to be good at it at yeah. the same time. Oh, and I have to be fin- financially responsible and have <laughs> a good career on top of that? In your 20s. What yeah, the right. fuck? Uh, hey, well, no, whatever. This this vote's still going. Anyway, we haven't talked about anything even remotely related to Halloween. Derek, or- our lives are more important than Halloween. Do you want to talk? Derek and Dale Factory. Yeah. I mean, people don't listen to this to... 
not get inundated with useless information from our childhoods that they didn't even necessarily know that they needed to know. But now that they know, they realize they need to know. So do you do you want to talk about Halloween? Yeah, let's jump into the, uh, hey, uh, fucking pumpkin was in blackface and it wasn't Justin Trudeau. Oh! Oh, I guess we could talk about that. Well, okay. Side note, Justin Trudeau is the premier of our country again. Prime minister. Prime minister. We should just call him Grand Premier. That would because make more the provincial sense. leaders are the premiers, premiers. And, and then, then you would be above that. Yeah. So he's the prime minister, who are just the ministers, right? This is what it was. Yeah. It's just a. You know what, Derek? I agree with you. It is just a black pumpkin with negative, like it's reverse jack o' lantern design. So, anyways. I guess we should say Bed Bath and Beyond. Is that who it was? Yeah. So Bed Bath and Beyond, besides having the world's worst font treatment in their logo, had these pumpkins for sale for Halloween that were basically just a black pumpkin with a white mouth and white eyes. And then they got negative feedback because of as anyone who's been on the internet in the last five years knows there's a a little bit of racial tension out there, so anytime something sparks that with anybody, you have to counteract it immediately. So what happened was people told Bed Bath & Beyond to take these away, and then of course there's people saying how it doesn't look like blackface because there's not big pink lips around the mouth or whatever. I'm just explaining what blackface is. Oh, is that what other people... Like, yeah, exaggerate. Like, this wasn't even... This is, like, literally a face on something that is the color black. Yeah. Like, well, it's not... This well, isn't blackface. This isn't a caricature of... What I'm going to say... Nobody darkened a pumpkin to do yeah, this. At this point in time... Like, it, it's not like it was a regular pumpkin with a black circle where the face would be. It's a black pumpkin. But, even... I'm saying... I don't fault Bed Bath & Beyond for this at all. Like, if you're a company, your whole business is to sell people useless, kitschy shit for their house that they're going to put there. You don't need this, like, any overly PC people coming back to you and telling you that your pumpkins might or might not be racist. You just pull them up. They, I think they did, like, you know how, was it last week we were talking about? Oh, yeah, with the Handmaid's Tale guy. Yeah. How he did the dumb thing where he doubled down and he stood behind his opinion and he would not admit that he was wrong. Bed Bath & Beyond did the opposite, which was good. It was like, okay, they're gone. We fucking pulled them. Shut up. Right? I mean, kudos to them for doing it. But like, are we just going to get angry every time we see something that's the color black? With a fa- like, is that what the standard for blackface is now? Is like if it's black and has a face on it. Yeah. Like a like a a, what, a black leopard. Panther. Panther or a jaguar. Or a, ja- a jaguar. Jaguar. <laughs> uh, but is that is that what we're gonna get? Like, I feel like the standard for blackface should be when someone is who is lighter skinned. Yeah. Is trying to appropriate the skin tone of someone yeah. who's darker skinned by okay. darkening their their skin. Yeah, I don't think this is blackface at all. Not a black all. fucking pumpkin. Yeah, I think I've like 
That's bonkers. Black pumpkins with lighter color features have been around for a couple of years. Like some designer yeah. was like, hey, let's reverse the color. That'll yeah. be cool because then it'll look like it's just a face floating in the blackness. In darkness, yeah. yeah. And I'm with you. This To me, this isn't blackface. But also, I don't blame Bed Bath & Beyond for pulling them at all. No, I would – like in this day and age, I would 100% be like, well – I would just rather not like weather any kind of shitstorm yeah. of like a zillion people who are mad about dumb shit online yelling at me or berating our social media manager. So let's just get rid of them. Yeah, like it's like the Barbara Streisand thing. Yeah. Remember with her house? Yeah. So the Streisand effect. Yeah. So did we explain the Streisand effect yeah. in the previous episode? Of uh, many previous episodes. Okay. So, anyways, yeah. The fact <laughs> if. <laughs> I don't know. Should I explain it again? If you can, okay. we're here. So Barbara Streisand's house, was, was it on fire? We should probably know this before we explain it. So anyways, Barbara Streisand's house showed up in photos that were leaked online, like where her house was, how big it was and stuff, and nobody cared. But then she demanded that these photos be taken down, and she didn't want people to know where her house is. And then people noticed, and then people started caring because – she so vehemently fought against them being out that people only noticed them because of her dispute. Yeah, in 2003, she sued a p- photographer for violation of privacy. Uh, no one knew that this house was hers. He had just taken pictures of, like, the California coastline, and yeah. Barbara Streisand's house ended up being included in one of the photographs. Totally unlabeled. No one knew it was her house. By her suing him over this photo, it revealed that the house belonged to her and made it much more popular. So Yeah. So that's the Streisand effect. So what Bed Bath & Beyond did effectively was avoid the Streisand effect because you don't want to have to die on your sword for something as dumb as like a seasonal little $5 thing that's in your store. So you just pull them and then nobody cares. Yeah. And in like a week, everybody's going to be bitching about how Christmas ornaments are out too soon and they won't even remember this. Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, my comments are more directed at the people who got upset about this. Oh, yeah. Which like, I would guarantee the people getting upset about this are white people. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like they're virtue signaling. 100%. So I remember you saying you don't want to use the term virtue signaling anymore. But I feel like this is the exact perfect opportunity to use this because the only reason somebody would say this is blackface, they would just want to be like, look, 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 everybody, look at me. I care about everybody so much that I am condemning these pumpkins, so you better get rid of them. Anyways, we're already at 35 minutes, so... Do you want to take a break, or do you want to quickly talk about more Halloween stuff? i got to get my chicken nuggies, so do you want to get more Halloween stuff after the break? Yeah. This is, after all, our spooky Halloween episode. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. Is that scary? Super scary. Nice. But you know what's more scary than that voice you just did to an Albertan? What? Four more years of liberal <laughs> rule in Canada, uh, which we previously discussed. Trudeau was reelected. 
uh, as a result of this, Alberta, which to people who don't understand Canada or Canadian provinces, Can I just point geography, out one thing? sorry, before we get going down this culture. whole thing, I just want to point out that I win because I voted for Trudeau. Said it many times on this podcast. Great, 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 wonderful. My political, great, fucking genius is infinite. Sorry. You, you voted for the winning guy. That means you win. You personally win the election. Yeah. Uh, and you get to. It's like the Olympics. You're the gold medal holder in voting until the next election. Exactly. Good job. Okay. You did it. Nice. Uh, we're not going to talk. There's people who have a better understanding about the Canadian political climate than us. Uh, but there's a reason you don't talk to them because politics are fucking boring and nobody wants to get into the minutia of it because. I don't know. It's just fucking dumb. I don't want to talk about like big words and seats and fucking propositional representation and first past the post and fucking all that shit. Yeah. Tell so, them, Dale. Let's talk about that big blue neighbor of ours, Alberta. Where are we? Oh, we actually. That's fucking wild. What? Are we blue? Just that we voted. Uh, no, this was. My riding and a conservative one, which was wild to me. Can you see my riding? Which one? Are you Burnaby South, New Westminster Burnaby, or Burnaby North Seymour? That one, Burnaby North Seymour. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, liberal one. Terry Beach? Yeah, go down. Rocky Dong. Yeah, Rocky Dong. Oh, got 1,053 votes. votes. Uh, probably shit. all because he had a hilarious name. Dude, I was... I Okay, I went to go vote... And they give me the thing, and it's all, like, stuffy and grown up, and they're like, good sir, here's your voting board. And then I go, and then I open it up to read the names, and I see Rocky Dong, and I laugh out loud. Like, I snicker, and the guy looks at me, and I guess he instantly knew what I was laughing at. He was like, you child. So I voted for, I don't even know what the name of the guy was. Not Rocky Dong. No, I voted for the liberal. I didn't even read his name. I just saw that he was bred, and I voted for him. And he won, so you're welcome. Wait, you did it? Yeah. Um, all right. What are you looking at? Other? Oh, just voting. Uh, right. I probably could have checked that out at any point during the election. But we're not going to talk about the, politi- pol- the po- politics then the seats lost and the seats won and what it means for Canada because the minority government. Cares. What we care about is that people in Alberta, which is basically the Texas of Canada because yeah. they're very conservative. They love oil. That's it. They wear cowboy hats. It's hot. It's flat. They it's, have. Oh, dem- dude. <laughs> On Friday, uh, a friend of that I know from Alberta po- or from Calgary specifically Posted the weather alert on his cell phone. Like, you know how you'll get an alert saying what the weather is? Like, if it's going to be, like, rainy, partially cloudy, chance of sun, however many percent of precipitation. He said dusty. Like, Calgary's weather report was dusty. Oh, that was a literal. I thought you were making a joke. No. Oh. It was, like, an actual thing. And then I was like, oh, shit. Did it, like start to rain and then turn like did it rain mud and he's like now it started to rain and then it just turned to hail <laughs> and I was like, yeah that sounds like calgary sounds about right i mean i'd be pretty angry too so in addition to the shitty weather and the oil uh alberta's had a rough go of it lately um they basically uh their entire economy was built on the oil industry yeah um 
the market price of oil hasn't been doing so shit hot lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and fracking's kind of taking a fucking right on ta- the nose, taking a hit from uh, I don't know those people's water being lit on fire in the states or whatever. Well, basically, fracking has become passe. Nobody wants to admit, especially with like all the climate change and all that stuff. That like fracking's the bad guy, pretty much, and nobody wants to do that. Uh, so yeah, they've just had like, uh, they had a huge recession. Uh, a lot of people were affected by it and the people in Alberta, bless their hearts, don't seem to understand that political parties, whether provincial or federal, do not control the market price of oil. No. So... They had first elected an NDP, which is a leftist government, uh, when the recession hit mm-hmm. because and that was that was logical. You're like, OK, if a recession's hitting, we want the party in power that's going to boost social spending. Yeah. So that when we all lose our fucking jobs, we don't like also lose our homes and lose our health and lose our yeah. lives. Uh, but then when oil prices failed to recover, uh, they voted in a right wing party, which is Jason Kenney, yeah. uh, who has failed to control the global oil price. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost their shit over Justin Trudeau being reelected. Justin Trudeau, for those of you who listen to this podcast, uh, might astutely remember he was the guy who literally bought an entire fucking pipeline <laughs> for two point whatever billion dollars. So that Alberta could ship oil directly to tankers that would take it to China. Um, But again, Justin Trudeau not being a wizard who controls the global (laughs) oil price uh, has earned the scorn of many Albertans. Yeah. Uh, So basically, they all lost their fucking shit over him being reelected and they are now threatening to... It's not even threatening because it's not a threat because they're never going to fucking do it. It's more just uh, generally shrieking into the void that they are going to uh, withdraw from Canada. Yeah. See, Alberta, one, is going to be fucked if they try to uh, withdraw from Canada because they're landlocked. So they're either going to have to try ship shit through B.C., which would still be Canada, or the States. And then I guess somebody got smart and they're like, well, Alberta can't just separate. We're going to have to take other provinces to support us. So they turned from Alberta exit into we exit, Wexit, which is short for Western exit. So they want to take BC, Manitoba and Saskatchewan. And it's like, look, Alberta, fuck off. You don't get to just take three other provinces because you're all butthurt because the price of oil dropped. And then your fucking shitty magic guy, Jason Kenney, who's supposed to fix everything because he's a conservative, ended up spending a fucking like a billion dollars on a war room for in just in case something happens. Yeah. BC for uh, BC economy. BC yeah. is currently run by the leftist party. Yeah. Uh, BC economy is doing fucking bonkers good right now. Uh, I mean, I don't know people who live in the like, I'm sure if you work in like forestry. Yeah, Probably Forestry took a big hit because they closed a bunch of mills and shit. That's why all those logging trucks drove to Vancouver because they're like, if we drive our logging trucks to Vancouver, the uh, price of the softwood lim- lumber fucking feud that's been going on for 30 years between BC and the States and the will United just States. be over. 
Yeah. But it wasn't. Which, and again, that's something that's caused by U.S. tariffs on Canada. That's yeah. not something that Canada has any control over whatsoever. No. I mean, we could try to hit them with retaliatory tariffs, but what the fuck did we try to do last time when Trump was threatening his trade war? Like, put tariffs on the world's dumbest shit? Like, bubblegum and tobacco yeah. and... Just, like, ridiculous shit. Scotch like, or something? Yeah, just, like, random, like, toothpaste and some other bullshit that... I don't know. They like they have they don't have any like major exports to Canada. So, yeah, but Alberta, like, again, even if you withdraw from Canada, you still have no economy beyond oil. Yeah. So if you withdraw from Canada. What's your what's your big scheme for digging out from that fucking mountain of debt you're under? Yeah, uh, I mean, are and your you, only industry that is cratered. Are you gonna sell oil to Canada at a increase? Like basically, Alberta by itself is fucked. Their current premier, Jason Kenney, is proving that he can't really balance a budget, and he's gonna cause them to go further into debt just by making stupid decisions. And like I was reading something about the power and stuff and Alberta already relies on BC for a lot of hydropower because without the hydropower from BC, basically all they have is fucking coal burning and diesel burning. And you're not really going to get any fucking cheap energy that way. So if Alberta wants to exit, they better start sweet talking us soon because we got that nice big range of Rocky Mountains dividing us. And uh, you might want to turn off the oil taps, but we could just as soon turn off the electricity taps going back the other way. Well, what was the other thing they threatened to do? There was like this dumb fucking imaginary trade war between two Canadian provinces where, uh, oh, uh, BC's Premier John Horgan was trying to block the... Uh, Trans Mountain Pipeline from being built. Yeah. And uh, Alberta, in retaliation, uh, stopped importing BC wine or Yeah, they stopped, which is apparently a big thing, like to drink wine from BC. Anyways, it didn't work out because the Supreme Court of Canada... Oh, wait, fuck. Oh, this was that thing where it wasn't like... It was the appeals court said that Horton couldn't stop the pipeline being built. And then there was still the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court usually rules the same as the appeals court. I don't know. It's like that dumb bullshit minutiae you get into. But basically, they said Horton couldn't block the building of the pipeline. I don't know if it has anything to do with the leader of the country owning the pipeline. Yeah, could, could be. the best interest of a federal person or the federal leader to build the pipeline through. Well, yeah, if it's a federally owned pipeline, yeah. I mean, provincial government can't do shit, so... I mean, he can posture and look big for his people, but... I mean, I don't... Like, fucking Alberta is still stuck in a world where uh, oil is doing very well, and oil-based economies are thriving, and Venezuela is a, uh, you know, a fucking model <laughs> to the rest of the world, uh, of oil-based economies, because they have tons of fucking money, and everyone's eating lots of food, and going to the hospital, and getting <laughs> medical care. Uh, none of that shit's happening anymore, and yeah. Alberta keeps, like, throwing these fucking tantrums, like, that's gonna solve the problem, where yeah. the solution to the problem is, it's time... It's not time to turn your back on oil entirely because, you know, there's 
There's still oil on the ground. People still need it for shit. We need oil for plastics. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go without a smartphone or fucking my car or computers or anything else that's made of plastic. That's yeah. unreasonable. We, we still need oil, but if you're going to build an entire provincial economy mm-hmm. on something that is at the mercy of the global markets and then act like you have any fucking influence in whether your economy <laughs> lives or dies, you're in for a shitstorm, which Alberta has like admittedly lived through over the past yeah. little while. It's the same thing with lumber and fucking forestry in Canada or in BC. Like yeah. we have no fucking say in what wood is worth or what we're taxed on it to export or like what it's worth on the free market. Yeah. Like we no influence. What we have an influence over how much we can produce and yeah. how much we can ship to other countries. Cause we can't really do shit with it in Canada. Same for oil. So like BC, Alberta should switch gears because forestry was the big industry in BC for the longest time. And now it's tourism. So on one hand, you have a little bit more control of what the price of tourism is because it's people basically coming here. But on the other hand, you kind of turn into this weird rental co- rental property where people just come and have a good time and don't really respect it. And Spend tons of money and funnel money into the local <laughs> economy. It sucks and I hate it. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, like it's it turned out to be a very good decision for BC because – We're fucking doing good now. Yeah. As opposed in the 80s where when the forest industry first hit its big flop, it kind of sucked for everybody and it took a long time to recover. We we also have a a very strong uh, tech tech sector, uh, particularly in Vancouver, but definitely in other areas of BC now. So yeah, we uh, also have the fucking Hollywood North. Yeah. Where. Uh, the states come and they totally exploit us and shoot movies here because they get tax cuts. But hey, it still helps the economy. We get to see dope movies. Oh, yeah. We walked through a, a movie set shooting the uh, other day. Yeah, on the weekend, me and Derek were downtown and we walked by what were they filming? The Stand? Uh, Stephen King's The Stand. Yeah, so they had this whole street blocked off and there's all these like cars smashed into each other. Like it was pretty dope. Fake, fake looking bodies. And I mean, I'm sorry Heartland is not fucking hoisting up the whole of Alberta through Hollywood Northeast. What's do, is it still Hollywood North in Alberta or is it called something else? Why would it ever have been called that? No. Well, what are they? Anyway, we're Hollywood North. They would be like, uh, fucking North Montana. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but they, they shoot like Westerns out in Alberta, like South of the Calgary and stuff. Texas North. Maybe Texas North. You know what they should do? Instead of just separating from the country, they should be whatever the fuck Texas is, where it's like it's not a state. It's still part of America, Texas, but it's like Texas technically, technically it's something. Texas is a state. It's a state, but it's like. It's a state. It has some weird thing about. There's some weird thing about Texas it's a state. where it's not quite the same as all the states. I don't state. know exactly what it is. No, if Alberta really wants to not fuck around, join the states. Go to Donald Trump. And broker a deal behind Justin Trudeau's back and be like, hey, we hear you like oil. We got fucking lots of that. Oh, yeah. Just like March, like what? 15, 20 troops should do it because Canada has no military at all. Oh, no. Just like march them in, one in every city, take Alberta over, (laughs) annex it for the U.S. You could chunk that bitch off into like four or five separate states. And then 
if you're the States, you don't even have to worry about the trans, or if you're in the States, you don't even have to worry about the Trans Mountain Pipeline because you could just re-up the Keystone Pipeline, yeah, which was route it. shot down by Obama way back. And Albertans get everything they love. Cheap booze, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of beef, yeah. privatized healthcare. Yeah. Uh, more oil, I guess. Less taxes. Yeah. A conservative government. Yeah. Uh, dirt. Fuck. They love it in Alberta. <laughs> the color brown. Yeah. Okay. So we just solved, uh, Wexit, which is just Alberta. Fuck off. Join the States. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the rest of us will just keep on Canada-ing. Although. Or, yeah. No. You, 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 I was going to say, we could do the same thing we did with. Fucking Quebec, which is basically like when you give your little brother a controller that's not plugged into the PlayStation, so he thinks he's playing, <laughs> but he's the not. Perfect analogy. <laughs> and you give him the block, you give them like what, like the the, Al- Al- uh, the that, Republic of Alberta yeah, party, the Alberta Progress Party, or whatever yeah, the fuck you where, call it, whatever. They're a federal party, but they're only in Alberta. So instead of voting completely conservative, you vote completely. What did we say? Did we just say Alberta Republic? Sure. I like that. Alberta. So you vote Alberta Public <laughs> and then you get more say than the NDP. Just well, like the Bloc Quebec. We had that. Uh, like for a long time, Quebec was sep- threatening yeah. to separate from Canada. And the solution to that was, hey, we're just going to give you your own federal, air quotes, political yeah. party that exists only in Quebec that Quebec will like exclusively vote for and vote in every election. And then you have this group of politicians representing Quebec specifically Mm -hmm. in parliament. (coughs) Yeah. And that's it. You get like your own little tiny government representing you and Alberta can have theirs and then they can feel like they're being represented and stop whining about how uh, Ottawa doesn't care about the West. And then... Every, like, 20 years, you'd be like, fine, you still want to separate? Let's have a fucking referendum. Yeah, let's have, let's pay to have a referendum, yeah. and let's, then it, it can get shot down. Let's get people to vote to see if they actually want to separate. And then they do, and then they're like, yeah, we still want to stay. We're not as fucking idiotic as England. Yeah. We're not just going to fucking leave the bread and butter. I actually wonder if, given Brexit, and given, like, this, like, how everyone now wants to be... Uh, you know, free of outside influence and feel that they are entitled to their own government representing only their interests. Yeah. How well, I bet if, if they held a Quebec referendum or an Alberta referendum right now, or any referendum, actually, I'm sure yeah. everyone would vote to separate. Yeah, if they came to BC and they're like, do you want Justin Trudeau and Alberta to shut the fuck up and leave you alone? Vote BC separate, and you're like, yeah. So BC would become its own own country. I will say I am a huge proponent of Cascadia, which yeah. I think would be fucking dope as hell. Oh, that would be so. If that was amazing, what like Northern California? If we just did like San Francisco, like sheared that off, and everything north, and then BC. Yeah, like the very bottom of it would be like the bridge across. Or wait, is no, the, the bridge is from San Francisco run. to Oakland. Yeah, but those run uh, west. To okay, east. so we leave Oakland in the states because I like Oakland. We're scared it. of it. I'll take it. Is it still scary? I like it. No, it's uh, it's it's definitely so. The effect of having the tech sector yeah. headquartered in San Francisco yeah. is that there's so much fucking money there that nobody knows how to, what to do with it. 
uh, and everyone who's getting priced out of buying, you know, $12 million one-bedroom condos in San Francisco mm-hmm. is now moving across the bridge to Oakland and gentrifying that. Okay. Um, How's this? Okay. We build Cascadia. Yeah. But we have this thing called Cascadia Street Cleaners where we give some underprivileged people a job where they basically drive around in a decommissioned fire truck and hose the shit off of the streets. They can do that in the parts of wait, would Los Angeles be in this or would, no, cuz nope. we're north of that. So we'd hose down San Francisco and the lower east side of Vancouver because I don't really see any part of Washington having like a shitting in the streets problem like they do there. Uh, do I don't know. Seattle's got definitely again due to the tech uh, oh, sector yeah. and Amazon and Microsoft being there, uh, a lot of people have become homeless, and I'm sure there's people shitting in the streets in Seattle. Oh, okay. Portland, there's probably people shitting in the streets, but it's more because they're like having the staging the pre Civil War of the right versus the left. Well, or just like they believe that by shitting in the streets, they're contributing to the biodiversity of the region or something. Like doing it for some <laughs> fucking weird hippie reason instead of just I have to shit and all I have is this plot of street. Yeah. I like this. I'm I'm down with Cascadia. Alright. Uh hey, this is now a pro Cascadia podcast. Uh you can come here for all uh your Cascadia news. If we make Cascadia. How long would it take before you just move south? Oh, uh, a day? Yeah. Like, as soon as the ink was dry on that motherfucker, I'd be <laughs> like, well, off to Oakland and or San Francisco. Yeah, they'd still be, like, waving uh, the fucking Portland. thing to dry. Like, before the ink was dry, I'd be like, quit my job and I'd be going south. Yeah, I'd be like, where's the nearest In-N-Out burger? That's yeah. where I'm moving. Because... I hate to say this, but like Andrea was like, hey, we should go to Seattle and stuff and then stop. And there's this little town on the way to Seattle. Ah, oh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, Blaine? Uh, no. Bellingham? No. Anyways, there's this town that's like pretty much halfway between Vancouver and little Seattle. And it's on the coast. I think it starts with an A. I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but I would definitely live Anacortes? there. Anacortes? Yeah, Anacortes. We stopped in Anacortes. It's a fucking little lovely city. I would definitely live there. Yeah. Yeah. They got good, they got good shit. They have good... Me- oh, and the States? Even, Great Mexican food. Anywhere even you go. straight up to the Anywhere Canadian border, they have good Mexican food. Yeah. And then once you hit the Canadian border, they're just like, mm, no, we don't like Mexican food up here. We're still... We're still living on the Eastern European diet. Well, I don't know what it was. Like the the Mexican immigrant population went like everywhere in the United States, including up to the U.S.-Canada border. Yeah. And then the only Mexican immigrants Canada could get were ones that were like fourth generation American Mexican immigrants where they completely fucking forgotten how to make a good taco. And they come here and they open really shitty taco stores that everyone is overall disappointed with. You know what? You know what is a good argument for cultural appropriation? Tacos. Dale getting tacos. Yeah. Derek as well. Yes. But I'm willing to make that my battle of pro-cultural appropriation so I can have better tacos. Hey, on that note, because this is our Halloween episode, I don't know if uh, people have just like wised up to, and maybe it's the Bed Bath & Beyond thing where you were like, I could wear this sexy native girl 
uh, yeah. costume for Halloween, but I would have a lot of woke people yelling at me in the streets mm-hmm. and, you know, fucking with my attempt to get drunk and hook up with some rando at a bar. Yeah. So I'm not going to do, but there have not been many uh, problematic costumes, I don't think, this year. No, there hasn't, because I think people learned their lesson. And I think what we're going to see a lot this year is the sexy cross-gendered costume because with the whole gender is part of your identity and it's not biological thing, we're going to see so many like sexy female jokers and sexy female it clowns like Demi Lovato dressed up as the it clown and she had so much good looking cleavage. It kind of like gave my whole it just, it just causes you to ask yourself questions like, am I sexually attracted to horror villains and stuff like that? Is that a question? Of course yeah. you are. <laughs> like, that's a good point. So, yeah, I think with the strength and ease of a costume like the Joker, where it's just white, green, and red for the makeup, Wait, then we're going to see an explosion of that. Why can men not wear sexy Joker or oh, they can. Pennywise? No, what I'm saying is, like, the sexy native girl costume that came out a couple of years ago, that was so terrible. Dudes weren't dressing as sexy natives. So I'm saying that the girls are now going to dress as sexy jokers and sexy Pennywise clowns. Or I think we're going to see a resurgence of the PC acceptable sexy nurse, because that's always a standby that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Maybe some nurses who are like, we don't wear hats like that anymore. We just wear scrubs. Uh, I'm dressing up as the Stay Pop Marshmallow Man, but because he is both paunchy and very white, yeah, is that problematic to uh, Republicans? It might be because it, it could be seen as cultural appropriation of Donald Trump's actual well, I was, body. I was going to say, are people <laughs> going to mistake it for a Trump costume? I mean, if you dress Yikes. up as the Marsh Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and you're eating a steak covered in ketchup, then people will see a problem. With I'm it. actually going to do that as a prop <laughs> now and be like, I'm not. Oh my God. You should get rid of the, like the stay puff marshmallow hat and get a Trump wig and then eat a steak <laughs> covered in ketchup. <laughs> I'm going to do it. That would be so good. Hey, on the, so you were talking about genders. I wanted to, before we wrap this whole fucking thing up, yeah. uh, uh, my girlfriend Kate sent me a suggestion to talk to on the podcast. Apparently, she said it was on tampons. I did some research. That is not true. Sorry, Kate. But on always maxi pads, they are removing the Venus symbol, which is the circle with the cross yeah. underneath it that is uh, universal for female. Female. Yeah. Um, in an attempt to make maxi pads more inclusive. And at first, when she told me the story, she said tampons. And I was like, well, I mean, if you're wearing a tampon the way it was meant to be worn, no matter what gender you identify as, you have female sex organs. Yeah. So it would be correct to leave it on there. By extending it to maxi pads, I'm like, well, anyone can wear it. I can wear a maxi pad. If I'm having a particularly, you know, soupy day, I might want to throw one in there. So I, I would like to applaud always for removing yeah. this because now I will feel safe buying maxi pads uh, and feeling better about my soup. Yeah. Like if I have a raw, a rough case of swamp ass 
and I just want to stick a fucking panty liner. Oh, sorry, underwear liner. There you go. Now that Inclu- inclusive. Wait, should we even say that? Because that would insinuate that panties are just for women. Because now panties are also are genderless, so I can wear panties. I can call my underwear panties. So I get panty liners. And I put them... You raise a great point. Like, where do we... Tuck them right into my swamp ass, because maybe it gets a little hot while I'm working, and I don't want to feel... Maybe. <laughs> maybe it gets quotes, a maybe. And I don't want to feel like I am being attacked and saying that these are not made for me as a male, because they are for no gender. Yeah. On one hand, I feel this is dumb, because if you are the type of person who needs an always pad because you were having period blood come out of your vagina, that would mean biologically you're a woman. So putting, taking the female sign off of it would kind of like be dumb. But on the other hand, I'm going to just go right back to the Bed Bath & Beyond thing. And if it's going to be at all problematic for any reason, just fucking take it off like it wasn't even on the actual pad it was just like whatever it was wrapped in because i think it it wasn't even it was the box it wasn't even always there but i think always there i think they started putting it on in the late 90s girl empowerment movement where girls were not were they were teaching girls to not be ashamed of having to stop the blood flow that they were getting from their periods because they used to like kind of keep it secret what they were doing and they'd have like low-key camouflage designs on their tampons and their pads but now but then they wanted to be like yo you shouldn't be ashamed of your bleeding vagina it should clearly just be labeled what it is and whoever doesn't like it can fuck themselves and then this is the next step so my thing and this is where – so there you have sex, which yeah. is the sex organs you have. And yeah. you have gender, which is the gender you identify as. Yeah. And gender is like, a, you know, a cultural kind of construct where there's like different roles and beliefs that go along with the gender you perceive yourself as. Yeah. And sex is I have this organ or I have that organ. He was pointing at his penis. I was po- – yeah. <laughs> penis. Yeah. Uh, oh, so sex is the medical gender you are. Yeah, sex is like the physical, yeah. like... Like what you have to go to your doctor to get addressed so that if you're a guy and you have, like, whatever comes along with being born a male, like your prostate fucking gets acted up, or if you're Body a girl... Hair. Yeah, or if you're a girl and you need your fucking uterus touched or whatever girls do at their doctors. I don't know. Do they have doctors specifically for women? They do because they have those duckbill things and they don't fit anywhere on my body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So while we were doing this as as research, I googled uh, alternative uses for panty liners. Turns out there's a lot of uh, good ones. Yeah, they're basically just absorbent pads. So yeah. Anywhere absorbent insole for shoes. Oh, that would have been a lot less disgusting than talking about my swamp ass. Sweat protection for shirts again would have been better. Yeah. Nail polish remover. Uh, uh, inexpensive alternative to nursing pads. A cleaner for electronics. Floor protection from furniture legs. <laughs> a drawer freshener. Spray some perfume on there. Let it go to town. Uh, bra friction relief and broken underwire protection. Sunglass protection. 
Yeah. These, these things are great. So I don't know why they don't just like start marketing them as like funky shaped. Aren't those just what cotton pads are for? Yeah, but like, come on. That's all these are, isn't it? Well, they're cotton pads with like different layers and like a sticky back. Come on. Yeah. I feel like You're not fooling it. If I feel like if you're gonna use an always pad for an alternative use, you would be way it would make way more sense to just buy cotton pads because they're more cost efficient. You're not fooling anybody. Why? No, not you specifically. Oh, I yeah. mean the penny liner makers. Yeah. Alright. Uh mailbag? Yeah, let's do some mailbag. Did what anybody are, write in? Well, first I want to get to Oh yeah, uh, go back. So our our Twitter poll based on our conversation earlier about people returning to their childhood homes. Yeah. Uh, did you leave your childhood with more positive memories or traumatic memories? Uh, kind of heartbreaking, actually. Uh, so 60% of our respondents responded to positive memories. Oh, that's not heartbreaking. That's good. No, but 40% leaving their ch- childhood with a majority of traumatic memories. Yeah, that's that's pretty That high. seems That means the people who high. you're friends with on Facebook, 4 out of 10 are gray cloud people. Yeah, I mean, understandably so. Also, it's fucking wild. Uh, Something that I have discovered going through therapy uh, is how much your childhood, which is a proportionally small percentage of your life, but how even like events that don't seem large or influential at the time can like fuck you up. For the rest of your adult life. Oh, dude, you don't even... They're, like, starting to do these studies. Like, the Surgeon General of California was on the Dak Shepard podcast, which I'm listening to. And she was talking about how it's, like... They don't call it childhood trauma. They call it something else. But she was talking about how childhood trauma affects you. And people who experience childhood trauma on average die like 20 years earlier than people who don't like it causes the chances that you'll uh, get like heart diseases and fucking like all like this whole range of like high cholesterol and blood pressure and all the shit can be affected by the stuff you went through in your childhood, which is bonkers. And when you're a child and you lack the uh, wherewithal or the ability to like process things and deal with them head on things that as an adult you look back and you're like well would that be like a traumatic experience to a child fuck yeah absolutely and it will fuck them up forever uh so as a parent now i have to be like super fucking concerned all the time that i'm not (laughs) permanently damaging my my child in an unhealthy way it's so terrifying to just think about like you have this kid like you do he's five like I, I kind of think about this a bunch, but not nearly as much as you because I don't have an influence on Nova or Noah to the amount that you do. Like, I'm sure I could still traumatize him in some way by accident, but I don't think it's as likely as like you, the prime, one of the primary caregivers in his life. But I think the way it works is if you have a constant like stress in your life as a child Like the thing that happens in your child is it kind of like sets the baseline for your like hormones and your adrenal responses and like your heart rate and your blood pressure. Even your thought patterns. Yeah. So if you are 
in a stressful situation your entire childhood, then you're going to be like more in the like how there's like the fight or flight thing. You're going to be more in the like fight, like anxious, look into everything. Be well, yeah, warned that's probably like a major cause of like stress. anxiety disorders <clears throat> right now. Oh, definitely. Why they're like fucking everywhere. Yeah. Because we had a generation of freewheeling fuck it all parents who would just subject us to all their shit. Yeah. Or would like operate being like, well, this is just the way the family unit is supposed to operate. Not realizing that like, okay, well, you're permanently fucking your kids up and sending them <laughs> off into the world to spread their anxiety disorders everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's fucking wild, man. Yeah. And like, it would be so crazy. The best thing ever would be to get a time machine and a clone machine and go back and then like <clears throat> take like just set different clones of yourself and like different, like basically different childhoods and then see how fucking different they are. Like, wouldn't you want to know like what rich Derek would be like or like what super hippie parents Derek would be like or like, you want to do like the sliding, sliding doors thing. Like just see yes. how like small fucking changes in throughout Wait, your life would have impacted I, your, can I just be Gwyneth Paltrow? Because if I could just be Gwyneth Paltrow, I wouldn't even really need any of that other stuff. If you have a cloning machine, why wouldn't you just make 500 clones of yourself and march on Washington? Why would I march on Washington? Why would you only have 500 clones if you were going to do that? 500 clones and then get this whole Cascadia thing going. Yeah, or make 500 clones and get naked and mouth kiss each and every one of them and teach them how to love I don't know where I was going with this initially, but all of this seems like a good idea. Yeah, we could have we could get five hundred Derricks, five hundred Dales, and the Lost Boys would be unstoppable. <laughs> could you imagine a thousand clones of us, basically all thinking like together, exactly like we do, and then we could just like become this rich like fucking self nation. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, oh, sorry, mailbag. Yeah. Uh, Wexit covered it. Uh, Carrie wrote in, My biggest issue with Halloween is the reaching for Halloween stories and recycling old news or exaggerating to get clicks. No, nobody is giving your kids edibles. That's the, like, there's always these, like, fear mongers at Halloween who are like, people are going to give your kids drugs. Yeah, and your kids are like, yes, that might cause, that might, like, Oh, if somebody gives my kid Valium, and then it might actually counteract all the stress you're putting your kid through. Yeah, it might solve their anxiety <laughs> disorder. That would be wild. No, but, yeah. like, it's always, like, recreational drugs. Like, think back to when you may or may not have done recreational drugs. Yeah. Would you have ever been like, oh, it would be hilarious to give these recreational drugs to a kid? Or would you have been like, oh, it would be hilarious to give these recreational drugs to myself? Yeah, I don't think parents who are saying this understand that drugs actually cost money. Yeah. And if I had if I had enough drugs to give away, I wouldn't give them to kids. I would go to bars and give them to attractive males and females and then become a popular person because I'm my role in society in like a society, societal clique is now the drug giver and everybody who's sexy will want to be my friends yeah. instead of like giving it to a kid because maybe he'd eat it and but I'd never find out or see what happened. Well, yeah, you wouldn't hear about it until way afterwards and it would make the news. And if that does, if that has ever happened, 
in the history of the universe, yeah. I guarantee there's been some guy watching that news report who's just been like, oh, fuck, that's where my <laughs> drugs went. <laughs> Shit. Plus, I gave him the wrong bag. If you're giving someone, like, say, you brought up edibles. Like, say you accidentally give someone your weed gummy bear. Then they eat 60 chocolate bars right after that. I think all that sugar is just going to crash their system and they won't even notice the effects you, of the gummy bear. Know. Yeah. You'd just be like – like one thing I've noticed from hanging out with you and Noah is like you give that kid like a milkshake and it's a different person. What the fuck did he have yesterday where he was just like flying uh, for like an drink, hour? wasn't it? At orange juice? Uh, it was the vitamin water. No. <laughs> the vitamin water that Uncle Dale bought for him. <laughs> it's like here, I have a sugar water with some fucking vitamins in well, it. Well, here's what happened. I was like, I was getting a drink and he looked at me and I was like, oh, do you want a drink too? Like, I don't want to be Mr. Rude Uncle. I still want to be Funkle who like gives him what he wants. He and fucking he's like, played you, man. And he's he like, that. yeah. I'll grab a Coke. And I was like, whoa, you can (laughs) not fucking have Coke. I know that's bad. And then I'm like, well, I'm not going to give you Diet Coke because that's full of all these fucking chemicals. And then he's like, what about vitamin water? And I'm like, that's the least of the evils. It's got water. It's got vitamins. What's not to like? And he's like, it's got vitamins in it. I was like, it does. And I was like, let me see that. And they had a bunch of sugar. And I was like, well, just don't drink it all. Yeah. And then he acted like he was on fucking i don't even know what for the next two like he was yeah. flying but in retrospect if he wasn't flying he would have got tired from our big day out true we did do a lot of things got like grumpy uh and apparently a Kelowna realtor was suspended by their employer for calling albertans crybabies oh well this this um actually andrea brought this up he didn't just call them crybabies he said don't worry you cry babies pretty soon something will happen so you can all live upon your greed again or your greed will be back in full swing uh, yeah so it was a little bit more than that yeah also he's a realtor in Kelowna and i guarantee 90% of the homes he has sold yeah. have been to Albertans buying vacant well maybe not so much anymore cuz that whole fucking shit tanked economy thing okay but. but if there's one place in BC that could uh like go head to head with Alberta for greed. It would be Kelowna because everybody there is super greedy. Unless you're listening to this podcast in Kelowna, in which case we think you're humble and we like you very, very much. And you don't, have, don't listen to Dale. I don't we think we like have you. any Kelowna. We could. You never know. You know what's funny? I'm going to check the maps. are a lot of hillbillies in Kelowna as well as like trendy, like nouveau rich people. It's kind of actually... It's a good odd couple story. Like if you take all the like hillbillies in Kelowna and mix them with the nouveau rich, you'd have some super good sitcom ant- antics. Is that it for the mailbag? Uh, yeah, that's basically all we got. Hey, thanks for tuning into this very uh, awesome uh, episode of Outreach Factory. Uh, oh, spooky, not awesome. Sorry, this very spooky episode. Spooky. I yeah, maybe we should have had more like. Yeah. Halloween horror stories, but... Like anything? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think we covered it. We covered the blackface. Don't have a problematic costume. Enjoy the girls who are dressed, like, in sexy costumes. Don't slut shame them. 
And uh, just let people fucking wear the, what they want, unless what they wear is uh, offensive. Don't give drugs to kids. Yeah. Don't do drugs yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't think Dale or I would look back on the days we may or may not have done drugs with uh, immense pride or feeling like we learned valuable life lessons or didn't squander entire decades of our life. That's true. Uh, And if you want to know what it's like to kiss a male on the mouth, kiss a dude on the mouth to find out it's probably not as good as you think it is. Unless you're into dudes, then do it because you'll like it. And if you want to yeah you should always whoever you want to kiss just kiss them how about that unless they don't want you to kiss them then it's this whole like weird thing so uh if you want to put always maxi pads in your underwear do that even if you're a dude if you want to put them in your shoes you'd probably be better off buying a cheaper uh different product is that it yeah, I was just trying to look for... Uh, what are you looking at? I was trying to see if I could see if we had any listeners in Kelowna, but that's something to do after the podcast concludes. <laughs> so, hey, if you like the words I said on this podcast, feel free to follow me on Twitter, uh, where my username is at Herder. Uh, my username is at SuperDaleBot. Uh, you can follow us both on Twitter and or Facebook at uh, whatever the website is, slash OutrageFactPod. Yeah, you could, our website is OutrageFactory.com. Uh, if you really liked what you heard today, feel free to, uh, subscribe, rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts or chuck us some money on patreon.com, uh, where we, uh, show up as our age factory. All right. That it? That's it. Okay. Until next week. Stay angry. (laughs) 